What's up, gifted family? Welcome to another episode of the show that is the GP YouTube. Just a reminder that if you support what we do here, make sure to go over to giftedperformance.com and sign up for our automated coaching service. For only a dollar a day, you'll get access to 15 highly customized training programs, a macronutrient calculator, our meal planning feature that lets you build and save meals based on your macros, as well as access to our private Facebook group. All subscriptions help us in continuing to put out great content to get you to your fitness goals. Thanks for stopping by, and without any further delay, let's get into today's video. Enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Athlete Diaries. It is a full gifted performance coach episode of the Athlete Diaries. No pressure, but this needs to be the best one. Cam, start us off with something really good. What do you have to tell the people? Uh, 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 hi, I don't know. Hi, Cam. Hi, hi Cam. And on the other side of the camera, the big screen coming live, a double feature. We've got Anthony. You already had your episode. Don't say a damn thing. This <laughs> one is all about Maria, coach, GP, doctor, so many titles that we can't even keep up. Maria, how are you doing today? And be honest, if you're really hungry, you can, you can let us know. I'm actually not doing too bad. Um, so gyms reopen tomorrow here in Florida, so we're super excited. Um, we're just finished week four legs, so things are great. Doing Look at well. that. Like week four legs with a yeah. smile on their face. I don't know if Anthony's smiling as much. He had some some paused good mornings today. His, his booty is probably not feeling too good. All right, but let's, let's kick it off with a little bit of an introduction for Maria. Um, she has been on the podcast before she's been on kind of our DPT episodes, but just give the people a quick reminder of kind of what you do at gifted, what your role is, what your specialty is, things like that. Okay. So, um, I am a physical therapist here in central Florida and, um, I also help out with anyone who has injury questions, anything like that for gifted as well as doing coaching for wellness and general health clients. And I also do uh, posing coaching as well for my lovely bikini girls. Whoop, whoop. We keep her plenty busy. Full-time job, also prepping, doing all that CEU nonsense and working with clients. So she has no lack of work. Cam, <laughs> that really contrasts to your lifestyle where you sit around your underwear all day and do nothing. <laughs> Do you have any comments? Done. I'm off gifted. All right. And Cam hangs up. And now we can actually start the podcast. <laughs> I'm not back. <laughs> He's back. All right, Maria, let's talk through kind of, since we're going to talk today about your current contest prep, we can't do that without talking about the previous history. Um, so walk me through kind of, I, I believe you said it was 2017, you hit two shows, and then 2018. So let's start with 2017. What were the shows? How'd you place? How'd you feel about your physique? Things like that. Okay. So um, I, when I was in PT school in Gainesville, I was going to the gym all the time, and I just really, really loved, um, you know, getting stronger. And I started getting really interested in bodybuilding. So then um, I chose to do 
a very small regional show there in Gainesville called the Gainesville Classic in 2017. That was my first show. I coached myself. Um, so I placed second. I placed first in my high class, second overall. Um, and then after that, I kind of did a little bit of a reverse um, on my own as well. And then I started working with um, a, kind of an old friend of mine who had previously competed. And he was kind of my coach at the time, but I still was um, handling all of my nutrition and posing stuff like that. Um, so then I went ahead and I did another show later on that year in 2017 um, in October. And that was the first time I'd ever done a national qualifier. Um, didn't really do that well. I got second call outs at that one, but it was still my first competition season. Um, so then after that, um, I took a little bit of an off season, came back and competed in 2018. Um, both at the beginning of July and then middle of July. So I did kind of two shows back to back. That one, I was still working with the same person there in Gainesville, just a local coach. Um, so those two shows, I placed second and I placed third at those. Um, definitely had a lot um, leaner look, but just not quite lean enough. But um, it was a lot more structured, that prep definitely going into that one. Um, and so then I took an off season and here we are. Here we are. So from 2017 to 2018, so coming out of that 2017 season, what were the areas that you wanted to improve the most? And then how did you and your coach at the time go about making those improvements? Um, so with the judges feedback, they really wanted to see me bring up my upper body quite a bit. Um, I really didn't have uh, the delt size and everything that I do now in the lat development. So my coach and I sat down and we um, made a game plan to really uh, focus on those areas moving forward. Um, and then we did see a little bit more development for sure after uh, the 2018 season night like comparison pictures. Um, we definitely were able to make some progress there. Um, so then after the 2018 season, the primary focus was bringing up my legs, uh, especially my quads and my glutes. Cool. And now you and Anthony can kind of talk about this together coming out of that 2018 season, now we're all the way in 2020. Where have been, where have you seen the most improvements since 2018? And how did you, maybe it was training, maybe it was nutrition, maybe it was just structure of your life in general. How did you actually make those improvements? So did your legs come up? Did your arms come up? What, what, what happened? Um, so after my show in 2018, when I finally started like to go into off season, um, I stopped working with the person that I was because I moved back to Orlando for clinical rotation. So I was still in school. So the primary focus was that. Um, and then I was on my own. So I was managing my own nutrition and I actually reversed up a little bit too slowly. So I stayed very, very lean for a prolonged period of time. And honestly, there was a lot of health effects that went along with it as far as like the psychological parts and like just basic hormone regulation, everything like that. Um, so I don't think that I truly was in a good state, like an off season where I was actually able to put on muscle until probably around January, February. So right around that 2019 mark. Um, so that's where I say my true off season began. And I also, um, I did have surgery on my wrist in November of 2018 as well. So that kind of put a little bit of a, um, a hiatus on training. Um, so yeah, then in January is when I truly like started to get back into the routine of things and actually had um, a coach. Okay, so when you did come out and you reversed a little too slowly, I think the people would would like to hear some like numbers on that. So when you talk about reversing too slowly, how many? What were the changes that you were making to your nutrition week by week? 
and then or cardio as well and then kind of what happened on the scale that went with that um the week to week i was using trying to think of how, back to what i was doing it was a very small increasing carbs here and there um i was doing like i might say every two weeks i was increasing a little bit um the exact numbers i honestly can't remember now but in all seriousness, the numbers that I was at around then when I was reversing back up, it was probably pretty similar to what I'm currently consuming now. And I'm like pretty deep into prep. So just to put it into perspective, I was eating way too little just in general. Um, and I just, I was on, on and oh, another thing, uh, my cardio significantly increased, but not by choice. So I was not using step count at the time. Um, but I did have a Fitbit because I was working in the hospital. So I went from being completely sedentary um, in school to all of a sudden I'm running up and down flights of stairs and running between patient rooms. And I was getting 12 to 14,000 steps a day, but I was not counting that towards my cardio. So I was still going to the gym and doing cardio on top of that and still being in a slight caloric deficit. So honestly, I was just destroying myself in all seriousness. I was exhausted. Um, but now that I account for my steps when I'm working, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it's definitely a good lesson right there when you're when your physical activity does come up that fast and you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to hormonally recover from a show, you need to make those concomitant increases in food intake as well. And if you don't, what happens is your weight stays down, your body fat stays down, the overall kind of sense of the body is that there is a an energy deficit still so things like hormones don't recover your menstrual cycle doesn't come back bone mineral density stays low training quality stays low your strength stays in the shitter and you're really just not able to progress so it sounds like by january you were kind of out of that perpetual loop of like not eating enough to stay up with your activity anthony from from your side of things once we got past january as Maria's coach, what were the areas that you wanted to attack and really improve upon? And, and how did you go about doing that in her training? Um, she was working with um, uh, coach for a little while. Um, like she had just started working with uh, like a, a top coach that has uh, multiple IFBB, bikini girls and all that kind of thing. So, um, but I just didn't feel that um, and this is when we started kind of dating too. And so I just didn't feel that her nutrition um, was, she was lacking in fats, she was lacking in carbs. And so her performance in training wasn't really, and, and you know, she would tell me how she felt and that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, maybe you should up your carbs a little bit, or maybe you should up your fats a little bit. And then, you know, her protein was good where it was, but I was just kind of making like recommendations here and there. Like I didn't really start coaching her full on until like, June. yeah, like um, May or June, yeah. May or June, yeah, yeah, of to, of 2019. But I was just kind of making like little recommendations here and there, like eh, you should up your calories here, and you should, um, you know, um, maybe with the training program that you currently have, sub this out for that, mm -hmm. or you know, train with some reps in reserve here and there and um you know talking about like deloads and that kind of thing too so to try to get her into like that off season um growth uh improvement phase mm -hmm. so um you know i just kind of made a little you know recommendations here and there on nutrition until up until like may june where i completely took over uh her nutrition and training 
So yeah, well, I mean, Cam and I have have both noticed this, and we've we've talked about it quite a bit. The improvement has been absolutely night and day in terms of of, of how much muscle you've gained, the, your body weight, and and what you look like compared to what you looked like in the past. Um, I was talking with I, I don't know if it was Cam or someone else the other day. It was like Maria when she used to compete. She looked like a little girl up there. It was like you were just so like your like your physique was just like so new to stage. You like how you could tell you had muscle, but it was like you just needed to like shed that cocoon and kind of spread your wings. And now you've really gotten to that point where I think you're you're gonna have a really good season. You're gonna be able to kind of like flex some of that new muscle. But I did want to ask you a question, and then I wanted to let Cam kind of comment on this. We're not in the business of bashing other coaches, so we're not going to spend any time kind of naming names or calling people out. That's not what we do. But with that coach that you used to work with and the way that you saw him run things, he's pretty notorious for bringing girls in in really, really good shape. Do you attribute that to anything special that he's doing? Or is it more what you were exposed to where it was just year-round, very low food, very modest increases to just where he was just going to diet people as hard as they could. The ones that survived were going to be IFBB pros. The ones that didn't survive, they were going to, you know, fall through and you were never going to hear from them. Right. 100%. So um, that was kind of my big thing. Why I walked away was just because the off season training programs that he was providing really weren't structured properly the way that, you know, cause I do have my exercise science degree like I know enough to look at a program and be like no nah, this isn't going to work so I can tell that he definitely does very very well with dieting athletes down um, but the girls that have gone pro um, with him as their coach they pretty much already had that same size um, and their progression year to year isn't really significant it's just more of a ma they're maintaining the look that they have and they're coming in very conditioned um, but as far as putting on muscle, I don't um, see their off-season being very productive, honestly. And I know Cam has gotten a couple girls recently from some other top-name coaches. And Cam, maybe you can speak to kind of some of the macros that you've seen and some of the, the drug numbers that you've seen that these girls are running leading into shows. Uh, yeah, so one of the female-male it doesn't matter. One of the first things that I notice <clears throat> that in my eyes uh, things can be revised is uh, the protein intake. Um, and I usually see their intake, you know, a decent bit higher than I think is necessary and optimal. Um, when So when you see a decent bit higher, how much do you like throw it, throw a number on that? It's a 120 pound girl who's eating how much protein? Uh, so I, 120, I would probably recommend someone at 120 pounds to be between like 120 to maybe 145 grams a day and probably would be seeing stuff around 160 to 200, maybe something like that. Um, I've seen times where protein, one time I had a, a male who was around like 195 pounds eating 400 something grams of protein a day wasn't santi eating like 600 grams of protein yeah, a day was, um, it was like okay. with the with like trace fats and oh barely carbs and kidneys were <laughs> taking a hit from it and stuff um but yeah so the protein thing is one um sometimes i'll see meal plans laid out and coaches will give options between like 
you know, X amount grams of white rice versus X amount of some other source and the macros and calories don't add up between those. They just put the same um, measurement <laughs> and it's like uh, rice and potatoes don't have the same macronutrient profile. Um, what's another one? And then, yeah, you asked about the drugs. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen sometimes drugs being pushed higher than what they should be, but for the most part, the category or the class of the drug being pushed unnecessarily versus taking that total milligram and dispersing it to something else instead of, you know, giving it to a more drier compound, uh, maybe taking half of that dose of a DHT and giving it to something like T-ball or something that would fill them out. And they're just getting hit too hard with one positive and about a drug and missing out on some other pieces to make the bigger picture. Yeah, and I think I think a plan like you're laying out where you give someone a ton of protein, you have them do a training program where it's training to failure almost every single day, and then you hammer them with a ton of drugs, what's the outcome going to be there? In the short term, it's going to be someone who's very successful. That person is going to look good. The drugs are going to keep them alive in training. The protein is going to allow them to recover. But like Maria said, that's not a protocol where you go from year to year to year and you get better and better and better. That's a coach who brings someone in, holds their feet to the fire, throws everything they possibly can at them, creates this just flash in the pan for a year, maybe two competition seasons, and then they're gone. But it doesn't matter if they're gone at that point because five other girls have seen, oh my God, look how good this girl looks. They sign up and all of a sudden that coach has their next flash in the pan. And then all you see is this massive influx of clients, this individual, the genetic elites, which is maybe two, one or two out of every 10 girls or guys that they see rise to the top. They post them, post, 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 post. Oh, look how good this person looks. Look how good this person looks. Pro card, pro card, pro card. But what you're not seeing is the eight or nine girls who, one, hate training. Two, hate the sport of bodybuilding. Three, are never going to be able to diet again because they're so fucked up mentally from what this coach just put them through. And four, they're never going to recover hormonally from what the coach put them through. So be very careful with coaches like that. This is kind of my soapbox moment here. Be, be very careful with coaches like that because, yes, they will get you great results, but they will also burn you out extremely quickly. And this isn't just specific to bodybuilding. We see this in, I mean, Anthony on his episode talked about wrestling. Anthony, how many re young wrestlers did you see just completely burn out and lose passion with the sport and just fall off? Yeah, I mean, probably seven out of ten wrestlers are just, you know, mentally done with it. But um, it takes a special, like, something wrong with their brain to continue. <laughs> but, um, no, ju uh, jumping off what you said, yeah, I completely agree with that. And, um, you know, something I, just before I kind of took over her coaching, um, it, it, what I kind of noticed was, uh, at these national shows and stuff, the, the important, it seemed like what was more important was the quantity of girls, mm -hmm. like that you bring, that this person was bringing to these shows. And you can see the quality of the girls, like, okay, you got like 15 girls, but maybe one of them is like actually yeah, good like one or two, pro cards. One or two yeah. would get a pro card or something like that but then you know it's like like you said people are like oh my god he made this girl go pro and this girl go pro and that girl go pro and it's like well 
like she said, some of those girls already had that muscle size and, and the genetics and stuff like that. Whereas this person, you know, this coach is just like, okay, well, we'll I'll, I'll take over your, your coaching. We'll diet you down. And then all of a sudden a pro card, but they, that athlete probably could have gotten a pro card without that coach. Um, so, and the thing that I was um, really noticing was the lack of care um, in like emails and stuff, like how much time it took for the person to get back to her about her training program, her new training program. And then I'm looking over the training program and I'm like, well, you know, for the improvements that she needs to make, I'm like, uh, this isn't going to help her improve. You know, it's just going to, um, and, 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 and she was telling me too, like, and just based off what she was feeling in her training, um, just like fatigue levels and that kind of thing too, like volume management, it's, uh, <laughs> like intensity management load and, and like frequency and stuff like that. I'm like, uh, she's just, she's just kind of beating herself to the ground, you know, and the same thing with nutrition. It's like, well, it's, you know, it could be a little bit better here. So yeah. and um, another note on that, um, going back to that coach, you know, when it was my off season training that he was sending me, he'd be like, you choose which exercise you want to do for this, or you choose if you want to deload or not, or you choose if you want to increase your calories or not. I'm sorry. I'm not paying that much money for me to choose what yeah. I'm doing. I'm paying you to write the program to actually help me. So it was just, it was so much free choice. And I'm like, that's not what I signed up for. I can write my own programs. Like I need someone to actually look at me and help develop what needs to be developed. And it, so. it seemed like she was paying all this money month to month. And it was just like, she's kind of just like coasting, not improving. And like, we're kind of just waiting for her to st jump into a prep. And then, yeah. then that's when the magic happens or something like right. that. Right, that's all you know? he cared about was how yeah. quick can I get back into a prep. It wasn't about the off-season. It was just about me competing at the next national show. And even if I, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you'll be ready. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, so, and so, she, you know, we actually, like, coming out of my prep in 2018, and when we first started dating, our plan was, okay, well, originally we were like, okay, well, we'll do 2019 Miami Nationals together or something like that. And then, like, when you discussed with me, like, our plan, I was like, well, she hasn't had a, an off-season, really, and she really, you know, need, needs to make some improvements. So, and then we kind of sat down and talked, and like, okay, let's just, like, let's actually make, like, a real good off-season out of this, and we'll compete together in 2020. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, and then that's, that's when I really started focusing on, like, her training program and, like, frequency for, for muscle group and like volume and that kind of thing in, in certain areas where she needed to improve. So I heard, I heard a really good analogy from Max Ada on a podcast that I was listening to yesterday and he was talking about your readiness for competition, essentially being a sword. He was using the analogy that it's a sword and in the off season, in the preparation period, you spend your time sharpening your sword so that when it comes time to strike something with your sword, it's plenty sharp and it'll do its job. The people who are co constantly competing year after year after year are spending no time sharpening their sword and they're spending all of their time striking something with their sword. So what they end up doing is just getting a duller and duller and less effective okay. blade as they go from year to year to year. I, I really like that analogy. And I think well, that I mean, makes it's really it's really good for you guys because you guys kind of both took the step back and said, hey, listen, we need to take some time. We need to sharpen our sword. And, and, and I think this is going to be a really good year for you guys to kind of show off and, and stab some people backstage. 
That's how we do it, a gift of performance. If we can't win, we'll just kill the other competitors. We but let's it. actually talk about that current prep, Anthony and, and Maria. So what was what was the biggest goal for this prep? What is the biggest overarching goal for this prep? Was it, let's, actually, let's, let's split it up. What's the biggest outcome goal for this prep? So what are we looking to accomplish outcome-wise? So for me, um, this will be my first time, um, hopefully, you know, winning a national qualifier or at least, you know, getting that qualification. It'll be my first time ever on a national stage. So my big overarching goal was to qualify for the first time and compete at a national show and to get first call outs at a national level show. That's awesome. Now dial it back to process. What was the one thing that you wanted to improve about your, or the biggest thing that you wanted to improve about your process of getting ready for a show? Um, probably, honestly, the mental stress component and um, definitely the cardio as well. So I definitely think that my previous preps, I was getting so burnt out, so mentally fatigued because A, I was in school, of course, um, for my doctorate, but I was also um, doing tons of extra cardio on the treadmills every evening. I was not taking deloads. I was not doing refeeds. I was freaking burnt out. So I was getting sick constantly. Like I had a cold, like I swear every other week, it was terrible. Um, so this prep going into that, I'm like, there's no way in hell I can do that if I'm working full time and everything. Like, I have to be a good doctor. Like, I have to take care of my patients and still be able to do prep. So the biggest thing for me was to be able to say, okay, I can still prep. I can still do my job. I can still, you know, take care of my home. Um, so the mental component was the biggest thing for me, honestly. Yeah, that's good. And I think a lot of people could really benefit from just taking a step back and saying, all right. Of course I want the outcome. Of course I want to win the show, get my pro card, whatever it is. But how am I going to take a step back and improve my process to improve my outcoming? Winning is always a goal, but it shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be I'm going to get better at X, Y, and Z, and the outcome is going to improve no matter what because I improved all of this stuff. Now I have kind of a, a meta question for Cam here. Cam, because you work with a lot of very, very high-level competitors, I mean, people that are pros, Olympia stage, all that stuff, how do you get someone who has a lot of money, notoriety, all of that on the line, on the outcome, to take a step back and, and focus on the process? Is there anything, any specific steps that you take with someone like Shanique or Jamal or Jarek, who's already at a very high level to say, hey, let's continue to get better at this, this, and this, so that over time you get better and better as a competitor? It's tough sometimes, especially with those genetic elites where, you know, you can sometimes get by with suboptimal circumstances, conditions, choices of whatever. Um, and you know, if they've been following that in the past and have gotten by with it and it works, it's hard to get them to open their eyes and be like, do this because they're like, well, I've been doing this and it worked fine. Um, luckily we've been in spots with like Shanique, for example, you know, we've had enough time to get food up. So it's not like we had to say like, oh, we're not ready to jump into a prep right yet. And, and the Olympia is being pushed back and. Same with Jamal too. They've all been optimal circumstances where uh, their end goal is reasonable for the timeline that we have and where we want to take things. Um, 
But, you know, I, I think if it were a certain circumstance where things need to be changed and they need to be talked to, really getting on a phone with them and explaining exactly why and breaking it down for a better understanding so they buy into it as well. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, sometimes there may be certain circumstances where, you know, let's face facts, they are the genetic elite and they have gotten by with that. Maybe, you know, we can meet in the middle with something because they're probably still going to get by with it, but let's try and get a little bit more optimal with things. Um, but yeah, it, it could be tough for sure, especially if they've already been successful <laughs> in the past doing it. I think you make a good point of, you know, taking time out of your day and sitting down with them on a call one-to-one -one speaking to them instead of kind of the experience that Maria had Maria is very committed. She wants to get the most out of her training. Shoot someone an email. Hey, coach, I think we need to change up this and this in your training. And then two weeks later, you get an email back that's like, ah, just do whatever you want. So big difference in kind of how you approach that. And then the outcome is, is you see with Cam's approach, an athlete who, you know, buys in, says, look, coach actually cares about me versus Maria, who's just really disenfranchised with not only her coach, but probably with bodybuilding as a sport as well. Because when you're exposed to that, you're like, holy shit, this guy's a top level coach. Is, is this what it's like? Did that ever go through your mind where you were like, you know what, no matter who I work with, this guy's the best of the best. It can't get any, it's just going to get worse from here. Did you ever go through something like that? Yeah, honestly, they got to a point where, I mean, if I hadn't been dating Anthony and I hadn't already associated with gifted a little bit, I just been like, well, fine, I'm going to go back to coaching myself because this is total, you know, not worth my time. Um, but yeah, definitely joining up with gifted and having Anthony take over just really, really helped. Um, talking about like the going back to like her goals and stuff like that, the goals, they, um, you know, whenever we first started dating, I think her goals pretty much the same, like get top five first callouts at a national show. But she more uh, recently, now that we're deeper in prep and we see the improvements that were made in the off season, she can kind of visualize winning a little bit more and she's got a little bit a lot, lot more confidence uh, in herself and, and and what she's capable of and the potential that you know for what she can place and that kind of thing too so um but um yeah with the training programming and that kind of thing in the off season like uh not only in the off season but now in prep the fact that she's a doctor and she has she's her masters in exercise phys and everything like that we sit down and we do our we do her program together and she can tell me like okay this exercise like it just there's something about it i don't like it or this exercise i really love this exercise for this muscle group the reason why is xyz and okay let's you know and then i'll give her my opinion on it and then we'll throw it in the program we'll try it out you know we'll see what happens and say okay like that has been working out so let's keep that in you know so like hip abductions for example huge one um at the bottom of her squat when we first started um you know working together like um she just had a lot you know a lot of problems coming out of the hole a little bit of a shift in the hips and everything like that where i started throwing in hip abductions like uh, rest pause sets, um, some drop sets in there towards like the end of her training day on leg days. Um, and her hip adduction strength went up a lot on the actual machine weight. 
but her squats improved significantly. And then now that she's leaner and stuff, we can really see her, her adductors a lot more and you know, compared to like her last prep and everything like that. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's helped with ex other exercises like core lifts and stuff like that. Um, but just little things like that, that, that have been that really helped in the, um, in the off season training and in prep now. So, all right. So as the people can kind of see if they're, you know, well, actually watching on YouTube, sorry, Apple people or Spotify people, um, Maria is shaming us with how lean she is. So walk us through kind of, cause you can probably get on stage next week and do damn well. Uh, how far out from show number one you are, and then what kind of strategies are you using to maintain that conditioning as the season moves along here? Okay, so yeah, originally um, my intended first show date of the season was two weeks from now. Um, so with all the COVID treatments that happened, gym shutting down, all that fun stuff that we've all had to deal with, um, obviously shows got canceled. So now my first show will be August 1st at the Tampa Amateur. Um, and then from there, I will be going up to Charleston at Junior USA's with Anthony. Um, and gosh, I guess it's the end of August. So I have a long way to go, honestly. So um, I will let Anthony, though, touch on how we are maintaining because honestly, we're doing very well. So I've held out at my same body weight for an entire almost month now. And my calories went up and I feel great. My training's better. So I'll let him touch on that. Yeah, um, essentially, she's kind of like in a diet break sort of in or like at a maintenance calories and, and we're going to go probably a slightly above maintenance calories because her weight has not moved and as far as like uh pictures um training videos training is going way better um so she's got a lot more umph in the gym um she's got a lot more energy um stress a lot less stress and um you know, we're, we're kind of just kind of like maintaining, but we're kind of reversing a little bit. So essentially, it's kind of just like a little diet break for her continue four weeks. And then we're going to um, kind of see where we are and maybe uh, dig back down, to see, depending on where her weight is at. Because like I said, her weight has kind of just been the same, even though her calories is inc has increased. And everything um but her energy is up and everything so um you know we're kind of just maintaining for a little bit and then we'll we'll, we'll dig back down and then reverse into the show uh august 1st yeah th this is this is an issue that i'm sure a lot of people are, are running into right now that don't want to kind of completely forego the season is they're ready they were ready for a show around this time frame they're very lean. So kind of what else are you doing with her her protocol? What's she doing for cardio? And then what's she doing for steps? So we're increasing calories. What are we doing with cardio and, and physical activity? Yeah, we've actually, like the first week that we kind of decided, um, all right, let's just like taper things back down a little bit because, you know, we, we're ready. We're kind of ready right now. So let me, you know, we, we kind of shift, um, shifted the cardio uh, calories back. Um, and actually we're, we're dropping out cardio, um, on the bike completely next week. And we're just going to stick with the step count and then, um, calories will, I've been doing about like a 5%, uh, did like a 5% increase, um, from where she was. She's basically at, uh, at maintenance calories, uh, for food intake. And so her cardio dropped 
by about like 150 calories or so like on the first week and we maintain that for about two weeks her weight hasn't really moved maybe like half a pound or something like that but she's looking almost like besides like water retention and that kind of thing she almost looks like filled out and she looks better and so um next week we're going to drop out a little bit more cardio and up the calories just a tiny bit now the first week that we went into it like right before we actually decided let's push the show back we actually took a whole week of uh basically a whole week of repeats a whole <laughs> week of repeating every day or it was about 95 percent of her uh maintenance calories so she oh, felt she felt, she felt like she like she Okay, I'm turning that down. What? There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, she's feeling a lot better, and and, and we're gonna continue kind of like <laughs> upping the calories a little bit by like three or five percent, and then dropping some cardio out, and um, try to keep. We're gonna just like uh, keep an eye on her weight and her look based off pictures and and and, and um, adjust as needed. Mm-hmm. Cam, is that about, is that about what what you're running for your clients that are in a similar situation? Nope. nope. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yep. Is there a lot of? But I can also hear, hear me. me. Hey, look at hey, me. That sounds so good. good. Hey, Squat hey, Dad, you look so pretty today. Huh. Oh, thanks, Cam. Good now. That's so nice. Yeah, it's good now. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, the uh, reverse and stuff with some of my athletes have been able to do is. It's been solid. I think it's a nice mental break for them in the middle of it. Um, and then just kind of bringing back their look a little bit and food up a little bit so I have more to play with um, that would be easier on the athlete. Uh, things get a little bit more predictable, I guess, uh, when that happens. But, yeah, it's been it's been nice in a way. <laughs> Outside of, like, all the shows being jammed into a few months, uh, you know, if you're not loaded down, it might be a nice thing. So what I found for my clients that I'm kind of throwing some more refeeds at, slowing things down at, is it's kind of a hard sell at first to take someone who's been digging and pushing for fat loss really hard and being like, all right, we're gonna you know, stop doing cardio and throw some extra food at you because they're like, oh my God, my weight's gonna go up. Oh man, all this, I'm gonna gain all this body fat back. But then as soon as you kind of throw that stuff at them, they're still in a deficit and their weight doesn't jump. They're like, this is the greatest thing ever. How did you study this at Hogwarts? What is this wizardry that you're doing right here? It's like, oh, you know, I'm magic. But then I hang up the phone with them and I'm like, idiot, I'm keeping them in a deficit. They're still in a 10% deficit. They've just got some more food now. So they feel a lot better. Just kidding to all my clients. I love you. You're not idiots. We all love you. Gift of Performance loves you. But Maria, I want to give you a chance to kind of talk about, we've talked about how well everything has gone this prep. I want to give you a chance to talk about the shitty stuff. So what about this prep? Because It doesn't matter how well a prep goes, there are always still pieces that suck. So take me through the suck. What's been terrible? Or what's been less than ideal? Okay, so obviously, just throwing that out there, the gyms have been closed for two months, so that's been super fun. That's been Um, unfortunate. Yeah, so obviously, you know, elephant in the room, all the shows getting canceled, that does weigh a lot on you psychologically. Um, But 
I mean, I'm in such a good place with the fact that my coach lives with me. So I, I really do have that support and just psychologically that's been huge. Um, but for me, just kind of going back to what you were saying with like, oh, refeeds or anything like that. Um, I had never done refeeds before in previous preps um, and I had never really um, understood it all that well. Um, so, you know, coming from a background where I did actually have an eating disorder when I was an undergrad, so um, I was very thin, very lean, that was just kind of who I was. Um, so being able to be in prep and be in such a deficit and to see how far I progress and then for, you know, Anthony to be like, oh yeah, we're increasing your calories, you know, it's okay if you don't look as good as you did before, like, at, just as a female, that's really hard. Um, and then I know for sure that if I was to be still be working with the other coach and he had said something like that, I don't think I would have trusted him the way that I trust Anthony in all seriousness. Like that was kind of a big thing with this prep too, that I wanted to actually do better. I'm like, you have to listen to your coach because there were so many times previous preps where they tried to increase my calories or do little things like that because just psychologically, I'm like, no, I have to stay lean or, you know. I've had to battle with that my whole life, but um, yeah, I'm definitely in a better place now with that. So that's honestly the worst part of the prep for me is just sometimes that little monster in the back of my head um, really does try to get to me. Um, so the, just making sure that, you know, I have someone kind of over my shoulder and make sure I'm actually eating everything. Cam, how many of these have we recorded? We're probably getting close to around 10 total recorded of these. And I think that every single person that I've asked that question to has had the same question or has had the same answer there. People are like, oh, cardio's fine. Oh, the training's pretty easy. You know, looking cool, looking better in the mirror every day is, you know, that's cool. But everyone has always said it's the mental aspect of it. And I, I think that if people did a little bit more research on the mental side of things going into prep on what to expect, when people ask you questions about prep, they ask you, you know, how low is my food going to get? How much cardio am I going to have to do? Uh, what's the training going to look like? Not a lot of people are asking the questions like, what are my day-to-day -day mood fluctuations going to be like? How high are my high days going to be? How low are my low days going to be? And everyone, when they go into prep that we've asked so far that I've talked to, has had the same answer as you, Maria. It's been, you know, the mentality of it has, has really dragged on me the hardest and i think that we applaud all the gift performance athletes and you guys especially as your shows have gotten pushed back time and time and time again i mean i coach anthony anthony and i have never had one conversation where we were like you know what let's just call it a season with anthony it's always like you know what what's the next one we gotta we gotta show a couple weeks later can we hit that one of course we can so you're definitely from what i've seen in the best place physically and it sounds like you're in a really good place mentally as well. So we definitely applaud you for that here at Gifted Performance. Very well done, ma'am. Cam, you have any uh, comments, questions, concerns there? Yeah, mentally, it's I've prepped and done one show before, and mentally, yeah, that's it's way harder mentally than it is physically. I mean, it's still hard physically, but the mental side of things, it's just making it day by day, like. Check off your little boxes. Did, was my diet perfect today? Was my activity 